So in this Torah portion, uh, Pinchas, because uh, it starts with the, the, the finishing of the story of Phineas, Pinchas, it goes on to various, various other things. And one thing that happens in this Torah portion is that Moses ordains Joshua. So we see the transference of authority before Moses' death from him to Joshua. And God instructs Moses to lay his hands on Joshua and transmit his, can I have the, um, the thing? Thank you. And transmit his authority to Joshua. It says, take Joshua the son of Nun, a man who, in whom the spirit, and lay your hand on him. So we see this biblical concept of something very special that happens in spirit. It may seem very ceremonial, but it's very spiritual, the laying on of hands. Now, this is what happened to me um, back in 2013. That's me on the left on the bottom, and that's Susie. And that was right here. Susie had less, less red hair, and I had less gray hair. But these were, so that's for those who don't know, that's Rabbi Peter at the top with the microphone. Going to the right, uh, that's Rabbi Peter's parents. Uh, he's a pastor. So they were in my ordination ceremony, and we see a laying on of hands. Uh, on the bottom, we see our friends, who's a Messianic rabbi and Rebison, Joe and Denise, they came to visit. So we see also laying on of hands. Uh, the one in the bottom corner, I don't know who it is. It's a pastor. I think we met him at some teaching or something somewhere, and he came, and he was there also to uh, be a part of the ordination ceremony. We know Rich and Diane all the way to the left, and then Melvin, a gentleman who used to come to the congregation who lives in Florida that Rabbi Peter actually ordained to be a rabbi, and over at the top with the feet is Peter Wiggins. Yeah! <laughs> oh, my gosh! So we see the laying on of hands as a biblical principle, and we see it throughout the Bible, and it's not just for ordination, it's for many things. We see laying on of hands when it comes to people healing the sick, when we see the, the believers healing the sick, or in other places, the laying on of hands. We see not only ordination, but the receiving the Holy Spirit. We see in the book of Acts, laying on of hands, enabling people to receive the Holy Spirit. We see the impartation of spiritual gifts through the laying on of hands. Paul speaks of that. So there's various, we see Jacob blessing his children with laying his hands on their head. So it's a very special spiritual thing when hands are laid on other people, so much so that Paul said, um, well, I'll get to that later. This is what happens when you have PowerPoint. You've got to do things in order, and I don't do things in order. So we, we see it as very ceremonial. And we don't fully understand what happens when hands get laid on, on people. We see it's just, like I said, ceremonial, something that we do, something spiritual. But something is happening in spirit. And it's very important. It's critical to understand that. And the Torah, the books of Moses, actually speaks about what happens when hands are laid on other people, especially in areas of ordination. Now, in this Torah portion, it says that you, Moses, shall put upon him, Joshua, some of your glory. Now, that's intense. It's not just an ordination. 
it's an, it's an impartation of the glory that was on Moses to put that glory onto somebody else. Now that's intense. Now that should sound very much like what Yeshua said. The glory which you've given me, I give to them. It's the same thing. It's an ordination. When Yeshua imparted unto us, it was as if he was ordaining us. It was as if the rabbi was ordaining the disciple. There's another place in the Torah with Moses, when Moses uh, was told by God to raise up 70 elders. That's the Sanhedrin. That's the beginning of the Sanhedrin. And he was to lay hands on the 70 elders, the Sanhedrin. It says, I will take the spirit that is upon you and put it upon them. That is what happens when we lay hands on people. It's the spirit that's on us gets transferred to the spirit on them. And it's a beautiful thing because when, when a spirit is transferred from us onto them, it doesn't mean that the spirit in us diminishes. It's like fire. Because fire, if I had a flame, a candle, let's say, and I take that flame and I put it on another candle, how much of the original flame is diminished? None. It can replicate itself over and over and over again without diminishing any of itself. This is what happens with the spirit within us. We can transfer, we can impart without losing any ourselves. But it's a serious thing. This is why uh, Paul said, I don't have things in order. I, I'm, I'm going with it. And then my slides are some, so, somewhere else. We see it with Elijah. We see it that, that when Elijah went to heaven, it says the spirit of Elijah settled on Elisha. It wasn't just a transference of power. It wasn't like the, the, when, the, when a president leaves and a president comes in in a ceremony. It is actually the spirit of the teacher goes on to the disciple. The spirit of the teacher goes on to the disciple. Do you hear what I'm saying? The spirit of the teacher, the rabbi, goes on the disciple. We see it in, in the book of 2 Kings. We see it in the book of Second Star Trek. <laughs> the Wrath of Khan. When Spock put his essence onto McCoy before he died. I really wish I didn't do this, because now I can only think about watching Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan. And Star Trek III The Search for Spock. And Star Trek IV The Voyage Home. <laughs> But not Star Trek 1 because it was terrible. Anyway. <laughs> so what we see with this transference is really the beauty of what God offers in the body of Messiah. That we have something worth giving from God. Yeshua on his way back to his father, gave us a charge. It's make disciples of all nations. He didn't say make believers of all nations. There's something more than that. He didn't just go and say, go have people say a sinner's prayer and move on. It's a very different thing to say that make disciples of all nations. It means that when a rabbi imparts himself to the disciples. And he says, I have imparted myself to you. Now you go impart that to others. Amen. 
See, the disciple becomes like the rabbi. Even Yeshua said that. He said that the student can be great. It's sufficient for the student to become just like the teacher. So there is a, a, a concept in, this, in the kingdom of God of rabbi to disciple. And when he said, go make disciples of all nations, he wasn't just talking to the 12, well then 11 disciples. He wasn't even just talking to the apostles to come later. He's talking to all of us. And to be honest with you, in the rabbi-disciple paradigm, we're all rabbis. And we're all disciples. Because I may have the title of rabbi in this place, but I learned from all of you. I learned so much from all of you. And you have the ingredient to part to others. Because the Spirit of God came upon you. Amen. Pentecost was like a big laying on of hands ceremony. Amen. That's what Pentecost was. Right. It was like a big laying on of hands ceremony. Right. Which means you have the ingredient to impart to others. Now your ingredient might be different from mine. You may be sugary and I may be salty. But you got the ingredient. Everybody has an ingredient. The disciple to rabbi relationship is so holy. Because let me tell you something. Spirits are sticky. Spirits are sticky. Spirits want to kind of latch on for good or not good. Spirits are sticky. This is why we need to be careful about what we say, about what we do. Because we all have a role to impart into others. And if we are emoting bad things, that will get imparted. The relationship between humans and spirits is like Velcro. We are like, in a way, we're like the, the loops and the spirits are like the hooks. And they want to attach. But it's not just like a laying out of hands, a spiritual thing. There's discipleship that can happen just through our relationships with, with, with people to emulate godliness in our lives is discipleship and we're all called to that we see the scripture here from paul whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me put it into practice in other words he was being a rabbi he was leading his life by example and when it was his time to go he said what you saw me do do and we all can do that if we are living according to his ways. Because right. right. if we're not living according to his ways, something else is going to be imparted right. and attach yes. to people. And we need to be careful about that. Yeshua said, love one another as I, as I loved you yeah. on, before he was crucified. In other words, I demonstrated through my life how to love. Now you do the same. 
And we all have that responsibility to be rabbis, as well as a responsibility to be disciples. And this is, again, this is why it's so important to speak life. This is why it's so important to live a holy life, because, like I said, we are sticky. And spirits are sticky. And we just become, we're so manipula manipulatable, impressionable as humans. Like, we, we, we wind up mimicking people we hang out with. Do you notice that husbands and wives wind up looking like each other? Like, we just, we take on these other characteristics when we're around them. For a long time, I remember one time Susie and I were invited to minister in music in, in, in England. Cool. So we went to England, and the person that invited us, so, so it was a Messianic Jewish conference in England, and I knew the people that were overseeing the whole Messianic conference. They lived in England for a certain period of time, but prior to that, they lived in California. And I knew them at that time. When they lived in California, I hadn't seen them when they, after they moved to England, but we were invited to come and minister there. So we go there, and I say, oh, Rabbi, shalom. And he goes, hello. <laughs> now, I thought he was kidding. So I went, oh, hello, bloke. But he wasn't kidding. In a short period of time, he developed an English accent that he didn't have in California. We are sticky. The things that we're around stick to us, and we're impressionable. Humans are impressionable. I had to learn this with Susie. Susie is very sticky when it comes to words. And we all are very sticky when it comes to words. I remember this one time, I was just speaking negatively. I was just having a, a negative, kind of forlorn kind of attitude I was having. You know, I was like just this, you know, walking around with this big cloud. <laughs> Speaking not good thing. <laughs> you know? All of a sudden, I noticed Susie doing the same thing. And it hit me. The Spirit of God convicted me. I said, You see what's happening? Just pick it up on the negativity that's coming out of you. So I went to Susie. I said, I am so sorry. I repent to you. I have not been speaking positive uplifting things. I've been speaking negative things, speaking death, not life. I said, Susie, I didn't realize how sticky you are. I didn't realize how words impact you so much. She goes, you think? <laughs> Look at my wall. So if anybody who's been to our house realize that our artwork is all words. Blessing. Love. You know, over the door, your peace be still. Biblical verses. Affirmations. She has it all over the place. That's great. It's because words have impact. Yes. And we must realize our actions and our words have impact and people are sticky. And when we realize that people are sticky and when we speak and when we do, we can be imparting negativity and, people, and they're sticking to people. We would not do it so often. Yeah. It's very important to realize that and to not let things come out. Now, I want to tell you that there is a very big difference between thinking negative things and speaking and doing negative things. 
There's a very big difference between thinking sin and acting sin. And I want to tell you that even in heaven's courts, it is different. Because we kill ourselves when we think negatively. But I want to twist this a little bit in a way to encourage you. If you have a lustful thought, lustful, but don't act on it, blessed are you. If you have a hateful thought, but don't act on it and don't speak it, blessed are you. You have been tempted and you have overcome. We kill ourselves because Yeshua said, you know, those who lust actually committed adultery or fornication. And those who, who hate actually already committed murder. I'm telling you he's being hyperbolic. I'm telling you he's being hyperbolic in what that can come to. There's no sin in the thought. There's sin in the action. There's sin in the doing. There's sin in the speaking. It says the power of life and death is in the tongue. The power of life and death is not in our thoughts. I'm not gonna, I can't put death over you if I go. But I can speak death over you or I can speak life over you. So be encouraged if you struggle in your thoughts, but you don't turn that thought into sinful speech or sinful action, because that's when we come under judgment. And that's when we need to repent and seek God and his mercy. But if it's just in our thought and you don't do anything, seek God and I to cleanse our thoughts. Always. Because the thoughts, our minds are a battleground for sure. But if it just stays in here, it's not a sin. Okay? It's the things that come out that are sticky. The things that come out that stick to other people. So where am I here? Now I need some help. Yeah, because this is what, because Yeshua said, remember, I'm saying if it's anything negative in you or sinful within you, don't let it come out. You should, the basics of what being a disciple of Yeshua said, he said, you've got to carry the cross. You've got to deny yourself. That is the basics of what it is to be a disciple of Yeshua. It's to put away the things of the world, to put away the things of sin, to not let that own you. To only let goodness and kindness and the fruits of the Spirit come out. And let that permeate the world because I'm telling you that things, other things want to find its way. And evil spirits are just as sticky as good. And they need a home just like good spirit. Do you know what I mean? Like this is why when the Yeshua cast out the evil spirits, they needed a home. They needed to go into the pigs. They needed to go into something. They want to have a dwelling place somewhere. So once they're kind of out there, they need to find their little place. So be very careful about what comes out. Your role as a rabbi, with the rabbi that lives within you, is to impart and have more of him go to others. And that is the blessing of being in the body. Because more of him can get imparted into others. And the discipleship, the rabbi-discipleship relate, the rabbi-disciple relationship is not just imparting the rabbi, because the disciple has gifts that the rabbi doesn't have. And what a blessing to foster a gift. I think parents know this. The children may have a gift that you know, where did this come from? How did he get so good at this? But what a blessing to foster that. 
and not try to turn them into just little yous. Right? Let them manifest and build on the gift that the Lord gave them uniquely. There's this one story. I don't know if it's going to bless you or not, but I'm going to say it. I don't remember if this is like a, um, like a, a folklore, a fairy tale, or it actually happened. But it's a Jewish folklore. It's, it's a Jewish story. And there was this one Jewish man who um, was seeking counsel from a rabbi. And this one, it was a boy. And this one boy was very violent. He had a violent tendency. And the rabbi was saying, like, how, what, how can I minister to this boy? And he said, well, how about you becoming a shochet? A shochet is a kosher butcher. Kosher butcher, which is uh, the Jewish function of, of slaughtering animals in a very specific and humane way. If there's any such thing as, as slaughtering in a humane way, it's being a kosher butcher. He enabled this boy to be a shochet, a kosher butcher. So this tendency can be used in a way that glorifies God. How about taking like the, finding the thing that's good in a man or a woman and building on that rather than tearing down? Everyone is, is made in the image of God. Imagine finding, finding that image of God in people and, and increasing that and looking to increase it rather than tear down a person, increase that good that's in them. That's discipleship. And we all have that role. Bless the Lord. Yeshua said, go make disciples of all nations. I want you to come out of this teaching knowing that when the Spirit of the Lord came upon you, you have something good within you. You do. You have a faith, a hope, a love, a strength. You know, in Yeshua, there is eternal life. There's eternal life. Eternal life. But in a more limited sense, when we impart, there's, in a sense, an eternity, eternal life aspect of that. Because what the Lord gave to us, we can give to others, and it is built upon even after we're gone. So what he gave to us doesn't tie with us. It lives on. So I want to encourage you today that you have a beautiful ingredient within you, and that is the Spirit of God. Remember, Pentecost was a big laying on of hands ceremony. And that includes you. And you have the ingredient to impart blessing and anointing to the world, to who's in contact with you, you have a rabbi anointing. You have a rabbi anointing. Just be mindful of what's coming out. Always be mindful of what's coming out. If there's some negativity, if there's sinfulness, let it stay here. I'll just close with this one thing. I'm grateful that I was able to do the Aliyah today with the Torah portion of Pinchas. Now, Pinchas was not actually my birth Torah portion. Uh, my birth Torah portion was the portion of Bilam, of Balak, of, of, of the Balaam, Balaam and the donkey. That was the one that was actually on June 28, 1969. Yes, I'm 52 now. June 28, 1969, 
That was the Torah portion for that week. If I was bar mitzvah on that particular Shabbat, that would have been my Torah portion. But my mother and father decided to bar mitzvah me on the following Monday. Which meant my Torah portion went to the following week. And I received that as from the Lord. It's almost like when, when Jacob crossed his hands and the kids went, what are you doing? That's not the way to do it. He said, I know what I'm doing. I believe that when God bar mitzvahed me as a boy, as a 13-year-old, God knows what he's doing. Yes, and there's a reason that my Torah portion is of this man, Pinchas Phineas. And I've always wondered what that is. Maybe I'm zealous. Maybe it's my zeal. I'm zealous. It's not. It's not that. The reason that Pinchas is my Torah portion is because Pinchas slayed sin. And in doing so, he was given a perpetual priesthood. And God has told me that in my life, there are sins, generational sins that I have in my line that's even in me, that doesn't go beyond me. Stops right here. That's the, that's the eternal priesthood that I'm given, that I have, that a sin, God willing, stops with me. That's it. In the name of Yeshua, amen.